0: Is Train Your Body with Melanie Cole,
1: an expert guest from the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. Yesterday, the World Health Organization report put processed meats such as bacon and hot dogs. And if you listen to my show yesterday, too, you learned that hot dogs, some hot dogs, not Hebrew National, contain up to 2% of human DNA. Yes, we talked about this yesterday human DNA in the hot dogs. That's very nice. Ew and it put them at the highest carcinogenic risk And my guest of course Dr Felicia Stoller so this is a pretty recent study i mean we've kind of always known it haven't we well, you The know, bacon so, and
0: I, I was i was i was uh, i was aware i was sort of preempted i know that there was an embargo until yesterday some other people broke it and some other folks had contacted me on friday to talk about it before it was you know just to sort of discuss what was coming out and i have to say the nitrates and the nitrites, that's not new. Okay. So there, like, this is not breaking news here that, uh, there's, there's some, you know, health risks with, you know, eating foods that contain nitrates. So I'm not as, uh, I'm not, um, so concerned about that as far as whether or not meat causes it. You know, you have to remember that this research was looking at correlations, not causation. So unfortunately, what we have to remember, and I'm not saying that all correlation is wrong, but correlation doesn't mean causation and then the other thing is whenever you're looking at cancer you have to remember that cancer is an accumulation of lifestyle habits and behavior so some of it is genetic predisposition some of it is the environment some of it as far as you know there is a diet component and there's also a physical activity component there's a pollution component you know what are some things in the in the environment that people are exposed to that may trigger cancer
1: Well, that's true. I mean, there are, as you say, a lot of components to it. And there's also how much do you eat? Are you buying the real cheap stuff? And you've been to farms. You've seen how meat is produced and how it's made and all of these things, although the hot dog thing is a bit freaky, but... You know, hot
0: dog bologna, you know, I mean, I have to admit, I don't like, I don't really like hot dogs, but I do like salami, (laughs) so go figure, I don't know. What you doesn't like
1: salami, we love salami. (laughs) So, but I mean, I guess if we we buy Best Kosher or Hebrew National, I guess we're going to run pretty safe. You
0: know, I went to Spain last year, and they eat, in Spain and Italy, they eat a lot of cured meats, and... You know, I, I like, you know, you have to remember curing processes, how people used to preserve food and preserve meat. So it was a little bit more self sustainable when they didn't have refrigeration. I mean, think about that. You know, like even koshered meat has a lot of sodium in it. It's about food preservation. So
1: it is. You it know, is. Even so what should pickling, we look for? You know? What should we look for on labels?
0: Well, I think first of all you should try to eat foods that aren't that pro when when I say processed, I mean you could you could argue that like canned vegetables are processed. When when you're talking about meats, you want to eat them in a form that is is as close to nature as possible, as close to natural. Like, you know, hot dogs, uh, we could argue about that. Um, you know, there's certain brands and certain types that are a little bit more like I'll use, like, the word, quote, natural, or, like, quotations around the word natural. Um, you know, when it comes to cold cuts, I mean, I think we all know there are different brands out there. You know, you want to eat a cold cut. Like, if it's turkey, you want to eat something that was like a turkey breast that was roasted that somebody sliced. You don't want it to have a lot of extra stuff where, you know, that packaged stuff that's kind of slimy. That's not, you don't want to eat the slimy stuff. You know, it's, no. if you're looking for inexpensive protein, the go for stuff. dairy or go for eggs, you know, like, or go for beans. But, you know, don't go for slimy meat.
1: <laughs> no kidding. Or the rainbow meat. Make sure you stay away from rainbow meat. You don't want right. to be eating right. that. So You'll think, get sick to your stomach.
0: right. So you know, we've we've always known that, that you know diets that are high in, um, I want to say, animal sourced protein that are low in vegetable. Let me be clear here. We're not talking about people that are eating. You know, I still think, and that research still always points to the fact that plant based diets. Even if you're going to add small amounts of animal proteins, are still better for you. That includes grains, that includes includes fruits and vegetables. You know, um, a, a very good friend of mine. Her diet is called the. Uh, her name is Dawn Jackson Plattner. She has a diet called the flexitarian diet. That's what I subscribe to. I eat predominantly plant based foods with small amounts of animal protein throughout the day.
1: And I that do is almost really the exact same thing. That's what a Mediterranean
0: thing. diet is too.
1: It is. And, you know, now they're even talking about addiction to cheese and things that along those. Bank. that would be me, <laughs> too. Be so it's a it's an animal based product. And yet all it's right. not a meat thing. So it's really all about moderation, isn't it? I mean, there's a place for bacon. There's got to be a place for bacon.
0: There is a place for bacon. It's just not every day and eating pounds of it, you know? Yeah. Um, a BLT every day is not a good thing to have if you're having bacon on all your food. I love bacon. Every once in a while, I like to eat it, but it's, you know, hence the word, every once in a while, and then what else are you balancing it out with? And then are you doing exercise, too? I mean, because let's not forget, like, you know, exercise also helps to offset your risk for disease. So... We can just look at them and look at whether or not people are smoking or vaping or, you know, getting enough sleep and allowing their body the chance to recharge, repair and renew. Are you eating foods that are antioxidant, anti-inflammatory foods? You know, again, eating mostly plant-based foods, eating things like chocolate, um, you know, dark chocolate, you know, having more of these foods that are beneficial for your whole body, not just from a calorie standpoint, but by eating foods that have lots of different pigments in the, in the color in them. You know you are getting better for your nutrients. But the other thing is, especially in the United States, is that we are used to eating large quantities of protein because of the diets that are out here because protein is cheap in America. And a lot of people that eat, especially the lower priced cuts of meats, um, those aren't necessarily the healthiest cuts of meats.
1: Well, and what do you think this study is going to do? And that, and that who is coming out? I mean, the World Health Organization, people tend to pay attention. It's all over the media. What do you think is going to come from this? All do you over think the, the meat? Me-
0: something, I think that it's just really, um, I think it's just rattling people's nerves. But I think at the end of the day, there's nothing that's so new in the recommendations. I, I got to be honest. I mean, I've been in this field for over 15 years now uh there was nothing alarming in it i think again looking at uh causation versus correlation it's really hard. i find cancer is a very difficult disease to pinpoint exact you can't really pinpoint one food you can't really and i haven't looked at the actual research study yet i i'd, I'd like to get my hand on it but i haven't looked at it to look at the study design and you know Anytime you look at large populations, there are too many confounding factors that cannot be isolated uh, that that may impact the cause of cancer, like like genetics.
1: You That's know, you, you true, and those other lifestyles history, that you talk about. And those about other too.
0: lifestyles. I mean, you're usually looking at somebody in their 40s, 50s, 60s. You don't know what they did in the decades prior to that. So how can you know what they ate?
1: That's true. They may not
0: even remember what they ate as a child. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I know that the first two decades of life are very impactful for setting the framework for disease. You know, so what are parents giving children? What are they feeding kids? I mean, you know, you hear a lot about parents feeding kids hot dogs, and my kids never. We don't, we're not big hot dog people. I'm not a big I'll hot dog that. eater, so my kids weren't big hot dog eaters
1: in our. Household. I mean, I think I probably was growing up because it was all new then. You know. They They would give you those Butterball or whatever they are. Actually, Butterball got a better rating, too, from this clear research. But so we just have 20 seconds here. So wrap up what you think is the best information that comes out of this really timely study.
0: I just think I think the best information is, you know, we should not be eating large quantities of highly processed meats. I think that's really it. I think if you want to balance it out with other components of a lifestyle, you want to focus on, again, getting more plants. More plant foods, more fruits, more vegetables, more whole grains into your diet to offset a healthy lifestyle. It's not about one nutrient at a time, it's about an accumulation over time and taking care of your body to prevent disease.
1: Absolutely great advice you're listening to. Train your body, motivate, and perform with the American College of Sports Medicine right here on Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well. <laughs> Thank you.